What does it mean to be a non-traditional dental school applicant? We are going to cover all of that and more in today's podcast, where I interviewed incoming Midwestern University in Arizona dental student Made Perez. As a native Cuban, Made moved to the United States at a young age. Her parents made many enormous sacrifices for her family that has allowed Made to pursue her dreams of becoming a dentist. I'm so grateful for those sacrifices and for Made's character as she has completely inspired me through both her kindness and resiliency. I know that she will do the same for you. So if you're worried about not making it into dental school right away or as planned, fear not. Made carries with her the perspective that getting accepted into dental school isn't a matter of if, but when. The win might require pursuing an alternate route, but that's why she joined me today on the podcast. You will see that these alternate routes are only extre- are not only extremely doable, but they are also so valuable. The only thing required is that you don't give up. Welcome back to the Read Dot Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast or by joining the read.dentistry future dentist group page on Facebook. Also, you can now subscribe to the read.dentistry pre-dental nation YouTube channel for many helpful videos. Now stay tuned for episode 44, where I interview Made Perez about pursuing a master's and exploring the alternate routes as a non-traditional student into dental schools. Jesse Owens, an inspirational member of the black community as a world record-setting Olympic athlete in the 1936 Summer Olympics, once said, We all have dreams. In order to make dreams come into reality, it takes an awful lot of determination, dedication, self-discipline, and effort. Thank you as always for joining me. I'm really excited for today's announcements because I have a lot of really great news to share. And before that, I just wanted to say I hope all of you are healthy and doing well at this time. And I also appreciate you all so much for just taking the time and effort to listen and share this podcast with others. And moving into today's announcements, first, it's just concerning today's quote. Um, Lately, I've been sharing quotes from prominent members of the black community, and it's my hope in doing this that I can help raise awareness to racial injustice and to just do my part in taking action against it. Um, And then it was from Jesse Owens. And by the way, I definitely suggest watching the movie Race. It came out in 2006 and 2016. And I remember watching it in the theaters. It's just so good and inspiring. So I definitely, definitely recommend that one. Um, Second, to continue this effort to raise awareness and do more for the black community, I'm very excited to announce an interview I have planned for next week. Um, I'm not going to release the name yet because it's not finalized, but um, I'm working on this interview um, with an amazing member of the black community who is currently a dental student at Louisville. Um, He's very inspiring, and I really believe he's going to have a huge influence on both blacks and minority groups who might be holding back um, from their dreams of becoming a dentist because of discrimination and um, I really just kind of want to do a part in or you know play my part you know no matter how small or how big and just trying to inspire anybody independent of uh, skin gender um, you know religion it doesn't matter um, 
I just want to inspire those people to pursue dentistry, that there should be nothing holding you back, especially if there's people out there that are discriminating you. Um, you know, we need to stand up against that. And um, I should have that interview ready to go for Tuesday. So I'm super excited for that and grateful um, just for anybody's willingness to come on and talk about these real life issues. Um, third, and I talked about this in the last podcast episode. So for those of you who haven't heard yet, I'm starting a free weekly newsletter. And I just want to explain why this newsletter will be beneficial to you. And there's five major reasons. The first is you have the chance to ask any questions you have concerning the process of getting admitted into dental school. And I'll answer all those questions in the newsletter. And to ask your question, all you have to do is reply to the weekly newsletter and the responses will be answered the following week. Um, and the second thing, you'll have access to my resume. You'll be able to see anything from my personal statement to LORs I received, my academic transcript, experiences, and many more. The third thing is you'll receive additional tips and advice. Fourth is I'll have featured students, and a lot of these students will be from the interviews that I've conducted because they're so willing to come on and always help out and share what they've created as an, an additional resource, which I'm so grateful for. And fifth, it'll help you to build community, um, not only with myself and other um, people in dental school, but with, you know, um, yourselves in the pre-dental community. I think it's really important to establish those um, connections and just networking is so, so important. And to be enrolled in this newsletter, it's super simple. So here's the instructions. First, you'll find this episode on Spotify and hit the three horizontal dots in the upper left corner and then hit the option to share. Um, and then you'll see where you can hit Instagram stories. This will allow you to share the podcast episode to your storyline on Instagram. After that, all you have to do is tag me in the story post and the tag is re.industry underscore podcast. And when I see the tag, I'll DM you and request your email. That's it. You'll then have free access to the weekly email that I know you'll find extremely valuable. And I think this will serve as an amazing opportunity for us to have a more personal slash meaningful relationship. And um, you'll be able to have your individual concerns addressed. A lot of the pre-dental students could testify of my willingness to respond individually and address their concerns because I've received many DMs on Instagram and Facebook. And I always always promptly respond. I've loved this because it's given me a chance to understand those students from a much less superficial level. Um, fourth, Madej was very considerate towards those who are um, hard of hearing and to those where um, I realize English might not be their primary language. So she was willing to take the time to write out her responses to today's questions. I'm very grateful for how thoughtful she was to do that. And I'm going to provide the link to that transcript in the description below, as well as a link to an ebook she's published um, towards ser uh, that serves as a guide for pre-dental students navigating the gap year. So for anyone who wants access to that, I'm also going to provide the link. Finally, just please allow me to further express my appreciation for Madej while explaining why I think the experiences she has to share is going to benefit all of you immensely. So Madej, she is so wonderful and kind. I already made mention in the overview of today's podcast how inspirational she is. Her story really moved me and it's an example of what you can achieve in your life with love, hard work, and sacrifice as your guiding principles. Uh, Madej is so honest and down to earth and I appreciate 
how open she was with me throughout the whole interview process. She wasn't holding anything back, and she's even willing to answer your questions and concerns. So I'm going to leave her contact info in the episode description below, and you'll be able to follow me on any of the social media platforms where you'll easily have access to look her up. She's also going to explain at the end of today's interview how you can get into contact with her. And Madej truly believes that anyone can make it into dental school so long as they remain resilient by never giving up. That means no matter what you're going through or how down on confidence you might be in the current moment, there's still so much time and possibility for you. She's exactly the type of person, the type of person I love bringing onto the podcast. And it's worth mentioning that everyone I've interviewed so far fits this description. I think that's the thing I'm most proud of um, is how I've already been so blessed to have such amazing people come onto the podcast to not only help all the listeners of this show with their journey into dental school, but to help inspire me as well. And I'm so grateful for all of them and for all of you who motivate me to keep going. Um, Anyways, we're just going to take a quick 30 second break to recognize our sponsor of this podcast before I begin playing the entire interview without interruption. Okay, I'm here with Made. Made Perez graduated from FIU, which is Florida International University, and will be attending Midwestern University in Arizona for dental school in the fall. Having recently completed her master's in biomedical sciences at Barry University, she is joining us today to talk um, about some of the non-traditional ways to gain admission into dental school. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I know there are probably so many out there who could really benefit from realizing how many non-traditional paths there are into dental school. But first and foremost, I'd love to start off today's episode by allowing you the opportunity of introducing yourself to the wonderful listeners of this podcast. Jordan, thank you so much for having me on here. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, A little bit about me. I was born in Cuba and raised in Miami. Um, I completed my bachelor's degree in biological sciences at FIU, like you said, and then shortly after I attended BERU, where I completed my master of science in biomedical sciences. My future plans are to be a general dentist and become a private practice owner. Awesome. And I know before we started this interview, you and I were talking a little bit, and you are from Cuba, but you grew up in... Miami, which I think is really cool. So Mm -hmm. can you just talk a little bit about what things were like in in Cuba and then also in Miami? I think that'd be really interesting. So I don't know much about about living in Cuba because I came here when I was a year old, but Miami does have a lot of Cuban and Hispanic influence. And so we can get Cuban food here whenever we want. And Cuban coffee is just a way of life here. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody listening to this podcast happens to interview at any of the schools in Florida, I highly encourage you to seek out Cuban food because I got a Cuban sandwich when I interviewed at Lee Cohen. <laughs> it was absolutely delicious. So just had to put that out there. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to ask, how old were you when you decided to commit to becoming a dentist and also what inspired you to do so? Okay. So I was 18 years old when I decided to pursue dentistry as a career. I went into my dentist's office for my biannual profi or cleaning right after I graduated high school. And my dentist was interested in knowing what major I was going to commit to in college. He knew that I had an interest in both science and the arts. As my dentist of many, many years, he also knew that I was a musician. 
So I told them I was going to be a biology major with the intent to go into the medical field. But as the open-minded person that I am, I was ready to explore all related healthcare careers. So he suggested that I shadow my orthodontist. So I took his advice and I visited my orthodontist, who I found out that day that he had just retired and he sold his practice to a new orthodontist. So having just graduated from his orthodontic residency, Dr. D, as we'll call him, he became a mentor for him. And Dr. D offered me a job as a lab and clinical assistant where he taught me how to properly sterilize instruments, create removable retainers, create study cast models, and observe the dynamic orthodontic clinic environment. And my passion for dentistry was solidified during this time. And well, the rest is history because here I am. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's such a good um, journey into dental school and just very motivational. And I really liked <laughs> one thing that really stood out to me was when you mentioned, you know, the arts and then, you know, tying that into the medical field, especially concerning dentistry, because for Definitely. me, I'm absolutely obsessed with art. And I've just been doing, you know, a lot of this work on this podcast, as well as a lot of artwork. And so to me, it's like, they really complement each other really well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, they definitely do. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you, what attracted you to Midwestern Arizona? And like, so in other words, what about your interview experience stood out most to you? Okay, so there are many qualities that drew me to apply to Midwestern Arizona. The main ones include how clinically strong the program is and their integration of the newest technology for use by the students. Their program allows students to place implants, which isn't allowed at most dental schools. If a dental school does allow for implant placements by the dental students, there are high standards that the students must meet before qualifying for that opportunity. Also, the lack of specialties at Midwestern allows students to practice difficult cases that would otherwise be passed to residents in other dental schools. But at Midwestern, if you encounter a difficult case, there is a specialist present during the procedure to guide you if needed. I find great opportunity in having a variety of cases to perform while in dental school. Um, students also become certified in Invisalign during their time at Midwestern. They learn to use CAD CAM and hard tissue lasers, which is something that definitely drew me into their program. And these qualities are honestly just the tip of the iceberg as to what drew me to apply. During my interview, I discovered a very important quality that I love about Midwestern. The quality I was searching for in a dental school was a welcoming environment. On interview day, it was obvious that there is a kind and supportive environment at Midwestern among students and faculty. A moment that stands out to me was how excited the dental students were to see us interviewees. They were smiling at us and telling us good luck as we walked by them down the hall. When touring the sim lab, one of the sim lab professors approached me, introduced himself, and we had a great conversation. Everyone truly made me feel at home on interview day at Midwestern. Yeah, well, that I loved your response. And the thing that I love mm -hmm. most is it reminded me so much of my experience oh. at uh, Midwestern Illinois because they have like that's their mm -hmm. sister school, which is located in Chicago. So that's one of the schools I interviewed at. And I actually got accepted there. And it was really tough, you know, not being able to go to school there because mm -hmm. so many of the qualities that you like about Midwestern Arizona were also true at Midwestern Illinois. And the biggest thing mm -hmm. being what you mentioned, like being able to place implants and not having the competition of 
a special, you know, the specialty programs with the residencies. So for any students that are applying to um, dental schools, that's something that you might want to consider, um, you know, the opportunity that you would have to, you know, just be, um, you, you know, go really all out into these schools that are going to give you like tons of experience. Um, that's not something I'm going to see at Pitt, but, you know, there's mm-hmm. other things that obviously drew me to Pitt. One of them being that I live in Pittsburgh already, <laughs> but I'm excited for you. And I think you're going to have a great experience Thank there. Thank <laughs> you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know we could talk about this subject forever, but since I want to focus today's podcast more on pursuing I'm a master's and the other more non-traditional pathways in a dental school, I'm going to try to keep this question brief. But um, what is your biggest piece of advice for students on interview day? My best piece of advice for students on interview day is to be themselves. You've made it this far and it's for a reason. The admissions committee reviewed your file and found you deserving of an interview invite. That in itself is a huge accomplishment given how large and competitive the applicant pool is. So now you're in the last leg of the competition. You have to show them why you deserve a seat in their dental school. I truly believe there's something unique about each of us. So just show them what is unique about who you are as a person and what you're capable of bringing into the profession. The best way to do this is by being yourself. If you need to take a pause before answering a difficult question during the interview, it's perfectly fine to do so. But my best advice is to simply be yourself. Yeah, and I really want to emphasize the importance of being yourself and just that there is something unique about all of us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we might need to think about it, but we can be so hard on ourselves and thinking like, oh, we're average and just like everybody else. But really, like, I really believe that there's a million things that can happen to everybody each day. And with that, everybody has a unique story. And one of the most important things, I think, for me in being admitted into dental school, I'll never like credit it to my, my high grades because I didn't have the best GPA, mm-hmm. but it was that I was able to communicate what made me unique, you know, what made my story different. And I think anybody can do that. Absolutely. Um, often the phrase non-traditional student is thrown out there. Uh, when talking about pursuing dental school. So for the listeners who might not have a clue what that means, could you please explain what it means to be a non-traditional applicant? Of course. So a non-traditional applicant is anyone who travels a path that's different from the usual path of gaining admission into dental school. This usual or traditional path is a student who applies to dental school during their junior year of undergraduate studies and begins dental school right after graduation. Non-traditional applicants, though, they can come from many different backgrounds, but what most have in common is that these non-traditional applicants, they tend to pursue a master's degree before dental school, or they complete a post-bac program before dental school. Yeah, thank you so much. I And I mm-hmm. actually didn't even know that, which is funny. I just kind of knew deep down that I was a non-traditional <laughs> student, being that like I'm 26 and starting. Um, <laughs> I didn't do a post-bac program, nor did I do a master's, but... Uh, having spent time in the military. And then also I lived in Brazil for two years as a missionary That's cool. uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day mm-hmm. Saints. Yeah, all that kind of added up. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm non-traditional. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, it is. So anything that really deviates from that, like, you know, applying during your junior year and then because I and I'm actually amazed by students who do that. Like, I'm very mm-hmm. impressed by students. There's somebody I graduated from high school in 2012. And, you know, she did her four-year undergrad. And then in 2020, she graduated from dental school. And I think that's amazing. That is so And that just wasn't me. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm blown away by it. But um, that was not me at age, like, 18 and 21, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And in which ways do you think being a non-traditional applicant can boost your odds of getting accepted into dental school? Being a non-traditional applicant can boost your odds by allowing you to strengthen your application in ways that you normally couldn't if you were applying directly from undergrad. So you can do a post-bac or master's program to strengthen your GPA, but you can also use this extra year or two to work on other aspects of your application, such as doing more community service hours, increasing your shadowing hours, or even getting a job as a dental assistant. I actually wrote an ebook all about the gap year and what type of student would benefit from a master's program versus a postback program. So anyone listening that might be interested can simply send me a DM on Instagram for the link. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be, I really encourage people to do that. And then also um, I'm going to try to leave that link in the episode description below. So for anybody you just want to like click on whatever, um, you know, platform you're listening to this podcast on, you can, click on the individual episode, go to details and scroll down and you'll be able to hit that link there. But, you know, hopefully that would also help if anybody wants to um, have access to that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, could you please share with the listeners of this podcast a little more about how you ended up pursuing a master's before applying to dental school? Yes. So after an unsuccessful application cycle, I called each school I had applied to and inquired about how to improve my application. And they all told me to improve my DAT score, but in all honesty, a master's degree isn't needed to improve your DAT DAT score. I could have just studied for a DAT retake as most students do. However, my life circumstances at that time were complicated. And I decided that I would benefit overall if I were to push off dental school for a year or two. When researching which master's programs to apply to, I decided to apply to my local graduate program, which is Barry University's Biomedical Sciences graduate program. I later learned it ranks in the top biomedical sciences programs in the US, and their students have high acceptance rates into dental schools, most of which gain multiple acceptances. So I definitely felt like I was in good hands going into the graduate program. Yeah, I I definitely think so, too. And I just love the fact that you're the second person who I've interviewed, the other one being uh, Shanice mm-hmm. Longboy. And, you know, anybody listening can go back and listen to that podcast. She's from Hawaii and she is going to Creighton University and for dental school. She didn't get into dental school right away either, but she was able to get into a post-bac program that got her into dental school. Now, yours was through a, a master's mm-hmm. program and then eventually you got accepted. But the, the thing that I just really love is the fact that, um, you know, like Shanice, you got rejected. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I feel for anybody who gets rejected, but I love the fact how you were resilient and you didn't let that discourage you because that really shows that this was something you were serious about. And just because you get rejected at dental school, like it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. like it can be sad, but just keep going. And I would just strongly encourage anybody to keep trying to get into dental school mm-hmm. if it's something that you want to do even if you got rejected because, you know, you will always have that regret if you gave up and you could have tried again. I completely agree. Rejections are opportunities for growth is what they are. So you have to keep going. If there's a will, there's a way. 100%. And how do you believe receiving your master's help you get into dental school? So what were some of the things that you you learned that you think boosted um, your ability to get accepted? So although I didn't pursue a master's degree to offset my undergrad GPA, it did prepare me to do well on the DAT. 
The master's program allowed me to dive into graduate level courses that are taken in first year dental school curriculums around the country. Some of the courses I took were gross anatomy, histology, and cell biology, physiology, biochemistry, health law and ethics, oral pathology, cancer biology, and immunology. Um, anatomy, histo, and physio all had graduate level labs attached to them. And applying to dental school with these courses completed was very impressive to admissions. I impressed each interviewer when talking about my favorite graduate course, which was oral pathology. You can definitely use a master's degree to make you stand out about above the rest of the applicants. However, my master's degree didn't just allow me to further my education and appeal as a stronger applicant from an academic perspective, but I also had the opportunity to improve the diversity of my extracurricular activities. I became a member of the Biomedical Sciences Society and MedLife, where I participated in various community service events in South Florida. My favorite events were volunteering with BMS Buddies as a mentor for a first semester graduate student and offering free preventive resources to medically underserved communities in South Florida with the Women's Breast and Heart Initiative Organization. A very unique opportunity I had from pursuing a master's degree that I wouldn't have had otherwise was being able to meet one-on-one -on -one with various admissions officers from dental schools across the nation. Not only did I have the opportunity to learn more about their dental schools, they also sat down with me to give me personalized advice on what I could do to strengthen my application for the cycle. To be a little more specific about my own journey and to answer a question that I often receive, I applied to dental school after, com after completing my master's program due to unforeseen health issues. As a result, this past cycle, cycle 2019, I received interview invites to seven dental schools in the US and I gained multiple acceptances. It was a true blessing to receive those acceptances and I'm certain that pursuing a master's degree is what allowed me to stand out above the rest of the applicants. I, I can definitely tell that that is the case, you know, mm -hmm. by all those things that you listed and something that really jumps out to me is just you were able to gain so much life experience. And I think it really did help to separate you because while so many people might get discouraged by that initial rejection and give up, you kept going, which um, mm -hmm. it's almost as if that, you know, the competition decreases in a way because there's not going to be as many non-traditional applicants. So right away, you're already going to jump out and then naturally you're going to gain those life experiences. Um, yeah. So I think that that can serve as encouragement for people who, you know, might be a little bit um, later in applying or maybe they got rejected once or twice. It's like if you keep going, like you're naturally going to stand out. And that alone is going to be an amazing quality because not only are you going to gain that life experience, but you're going to show that you're resilient and that you're serious about becoming a dentist. And ultimately, that's what dental schools want. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard to decipher between, you know, a large group of um, traditional applicants who are just you know, they haven't been rejected yet. And it, it, I think it can be easier to be drowned out. But in your case, like it is a very unique situation. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And then um, outside of pursuing a master's, would you be willing to speak about some of the different paths into dental school that are perhaps a bit more non-traditional? Absolutely. So another path that I briefly mentioned earlier was pursuing a post-bac program. A post-bac program consists of additional undergraduate courses you can complete after graduating with a master's degree. It's important for students to know that the post-bac GPA will not display as a separate GPA on your application to dental school. 
your postback GPA will be calculated into your undergraduate science, BCP, which stands for biology, chemistry, physics, and overall GPAs. Other non-traditional routes are attending dental hygiene school or pursuing other non-related careers, such as finance or computer engineering before dental school. These applicants tend to complete their prereqs at an undergrad university, and some may even go further to complete a heavy science-based master's degree. Yeah, um, thank you so much for including that. And I can mm -hmm. definitely tell you as well that, um, you know, because you mentioned about the post-bac GPA, how it's not going to be included separately. Mm -hmm. Every, all of the grades that you have ever, um, you know, any of the courses that you have ever um, taken, there was a recorded grade that is going to reflect on your application. I learned that out the hard way when I thought that after transferring, it was just going to be that GPA, not thinking that when I was in college in 2012 and I didn't care, mm -hmm. I was just kind of like this young punk <laughs> and didn't even want to do dental school. Those grades actually did count against me. And that was a pretty like discouraging day when I was like, oh, wait, so all those C's that I got those are going to come back and haunt yep. me. Yeah. But the one thing that I'll say is dental schools can like, they're not idiots. Like they're going to mm -hmm. be like, Oh, okay. Like he did college back in 2012, you know, took a break exactly. and then he got serious. Yes, they <laughs> so it's not the end of the world. Trends right? is what they can do. But if you pursue a master's program, you do have your own graduate GPA and it is separate from undergrad. So that is also a mm -hmm. reason why I'm totally pro master's programs. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I think that that is a wonderful um, opportunity, not only to learn mm -hmm. more, but to get more life experience. And then, you know, as I've already said, just to make yourself stand out more. For anyone who is listening today's pod, to today's podcast, what is one thing that you believe could completely change the way in which they think about applying to dental school? I think it's important for students to know that there is no set path to applying to dental school. There is no timeline you have to follow. You absolutely don't need to graduate university at 21 years old and get into dental school by age 22. I'm 27 years old starting dental school this fall. I can assure you that I'm not the same person I was when I was 22. My path didn't just allow me to strengthen myself as an applicant, but it also allowed me to mature as an individual and learn unique life lessons that I will be able to apply in dental school and beyond. So if you have a timeline in your head, I encourage you to just throw it out. It will reduce a lot of unnecessary anxiety in your journey to a dental school acceptance. The truth is, I believe that everyone can make it into dental school, and it's not a matter of if you'll make it. It's only a matter of when. I agree. I love that. A matter mm -hmm. of when, so long as you choose to exactly. keep going. You just can't Definitely. give up. Definitely. And thank you so much, Madai, for coming on to the podcast today. I, I really believe that everything that you shared is going to be so valuable and helpful mm -hmm. and motivational towards helping people get in. And then just finally, um, I always leave this mm -hmm. last question open for you to explain how um, the listeners of this podcast might be able to reach out to you if they need help and, and where they can find you on social media. Of course. Media. So you can find me on Instagram at Madai Dental. M-A-D-A-I. You can send me a DM and I will definitely get back to you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if so, please make sure to share it on Instagram by going on to Spotify and searching for today's show. 
by hitting the three horizontal dots, you will have the option to share today's episode to your Instagram story. And if you tag the re.dentistry underscore podcast to your post, I will add you to my free weekly newsletter where you will benefit from personal advice and guidance to help you in your individual adventure into dental school. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Your support means so much to me. And remember to click on the links below in the description so you can keep up to date with the latest info from this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Please join me again on Thursday for another amazing episode. Until next time, peace.